got a foul, but they don't want to foul him. I don't know why they're waiting. You yeah. just missed one. You can't choose. They got a foul. They don't. And Pinson slams it home. What a performance by North Carolina the second half. What a performance by North Carolina in the second half. The Tar Heels take down the Blue Devils, 82 to 78. Wow, Taylor, how quickly four years goes by. You know, four kidding. years of living in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I know, um, and now we're tired old alumni living in different states, watching and- from afar. Exactly, but oh my god, we are now two hours, excuse me, three hours and 15 minutes away from, for us, I think it's fair to say, for our Tar Heels this year, uh, what will probably be our most important and biggest game, because let's be honest, and we'll touch on this in a second, we're probably not making the NCAA tournament for the first time in over a decade. This is David versus Goliath. David versus (laughs) Goliath. When we pull this off... People are going to go crazy, boss, man. I'm telling you right now. Exactly. But, hey, to all of those tuning in, Ball Talk is back. Uh, We have not posted an episode in two and a half months. I will tell you that Walid and I did record about three or four episodes, and they were phenomenal episodes, one of which I believed was our greatest episode we've ever done. Uh, But, unfortunately, our files got corrupted. And so today (laughs) – And so today – as I was sitting there making brunch, I said, you know what? Let me text Taylor and let's see if we can get hop on and get a tobacco road rivalry episode going. So Taylor, how does it feel to be back on ball talk here? Two and a half or excuse me, three hours away well, from Carolina Duke. This is actually very special to me. This is my third ball talk appearance. And I believe my first one was also a tobacco road rivalry episode. Was it? Yeah, so this is a really big anniversary for me. I- I'm very excited to be back. A uh, little bummed that we haven't had a ball talk in two and a half months, but I'm glad to help bring Kieran out of hibernation. <laughs> Hibernating I have been doing for sure. That is that is without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so the first episode you ever did, Taylor, was a Tobacco Road rivalry. So we started ball talk in November of 2017 during our senior year of college, Walid and I. So when was this episode? Was this in February of 2018 or February of 2019? Well, here's the bad thing about it. I remember when we recorded it, you said, Taylor, you know what uh, tomorrow is, right? And I had no idea what you were talking about. So that's all I remember was the fact that the game was coming up and I didn't even know. So, so then you must have been an, you must have been an alum. It must have been February 2019, a year ago. Yeah. Because we were too wrapped up in RHA. Uh, when we were in college and putting on events to, to celebrate the game. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I but was hey, a bad alumni, but I'm a good one now. I'm watching when things are going south, and I'll stand by my team. So I was looking at the forecast, Taylor, um, mm. and, and, and it is currently – look, I'm in New York. You're in Nashville. I'm looking outside my window right now. It is probably, based off of what I'm seeing, a good 30, 40 degrees out here, no snow. It is snowing in Atlanta, Georgia, where my brother is. Right. And I looked at the forecast, and I am told that it might snow in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, by 4 p.m. Eastern. Oh, man. The question I have for you oh. is, will Duke be able to make the drive over from Durham? That's the question. Okay, you, you were a, a first-year student when that happened, right? The, yes, I was. 
That was No, insane. actually, that's a lie. I was not. I think I was a senior in college when that happened, and you were a first year. You mean in high school? In high school. I said, yeah, I meant high school. No, nah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that was, oh my goodness, I remember that. And that was going to be so crazy, too, because all the snow was there. None of the, you know, rich alumni or anyone would be able to come to campus. So all of us students were going to be able to pack the Dean Dome for the snow day game. But Duke couldn't make it eight miles. Eight, eight days miles. later, we beat them by eight points. They couldn't make it eight miles when they knew well in advance that, oh, gee, there's going to be a snowstorm. Maybe we should leave a few hours early before the snow starts hitting. No, yeah, no, that that was crazy. I mean, I could I could get up and drag myself to my 8 a.m. before I realized classes <laughs> were canceled. They couldn't get over here on campus. It's it was a joke, but yeah, six, six I think the snow's gonna snow play in our we favor. Could, six inches of snow and we could drag ourselves to a final, but they couldn't drag themselves to play the greatest rivalry in college basketball history. That's because they knew that they were gonna lose. And I've got a theory for you right now, Heron. I think we're gonna win tonight. We've been spending all campus uh, all season trying to lure Duke into a false sense of security. We're a lot better than what we've been letting on. So it's, it's been a trap this whole time. It's been a trap. You know this is a Roy trap. He's like, he's got them right where he wants them. Tonight, we're going to put up 150 points. It's going to be crazy. I have to ask this. Yeah. How much would you pay right now to hop on a flight to Chapel Hill? You'd get there within two hours, and you'd be there at the Dean Smith Center. How much are you willing to pay? Okay, so in your scenario, do I have guaranteed tickets to the game? You have guaranteed tickets. Oh gosh, I'd pay I'd pay three hundred dollars to get $300? on. Three hundred dollars? Yeah, I'd pay my life. You pay your life? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, that is three hundred dollars. So I feel like I feel like we're on the same thing. <laughs> no, but in 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 all seriousness. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with college basketball, um, and I, th- I like to believe that most of our listeners are familiar with basketball. Yeah, this is we ball are talk, a basketball baby. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> ball talk, baby, right? Uh, this is the greatest rivalry in college basketball history. If you think about the names that have come out of Carolina, let me start. All right, I posted it on Instagram. These are all the players that have beaten Duke in their time at Carolina. Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy, Rick Fox, Rashid Wallace, Antoine Jameson, Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Carter, and the greatest of them all, Tyler Hansborough. Woo! You know, they were showing one of his old games on ESPN uh, last week, too. Yes, they were indeed. <laughs> Taylor, mm-hmm. I got to ask, are you taking a sip of water or are you taking a sip of alcohol? Um, it's a sip of water, but I was drinking milk out of this glass earlier, so that's probably why it looks a little discolored. The, well, the way you're drinking, it kind of looks like a shot glass, uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out if, if uh, you're putting on an act and you're, you're actually worried that we're going to lose tonight. Nah, man, it's ball talk. It's 1.50 p.m. where I am. You know I'm getting turned up and taking shots. Are you not or drinking was, right now? No, I'm not drinking right now. <laughs> No, but going back to what I was saying, in all seriousness, it is the greatest rivalry. Duke has had some great, some great players that have come out of Duke. Not as many great players that have come out of Carolina in the past, right? I mean, they probably had Grant Hill, had Christian Leitner, Jay Williams, who was supposed to be one of the greatest NBA players of all time, but unfortunately he got injured in a, in a, in a motorcycle accident. Um, and, heard, and, I, and of recent, they've had Zion Williamson, they've had did, Brandon did Ingram. Zion- play against UNC though because I know he missed one due to that Zion played yeah Zion did play in the second game last year that's right um that's right 
And Carolina won both games last year. We had a sweep. We uh, just for just for the record, we beat them at home and at their house. Um, of which I might add that the Cameron Indoor Stadium might be the ugliest stadium in the entire country because it can only fit like two thousand people, and it's very very small. But anyways, but anyways, of recent, Duke has had Zion Williamson, Kyrie Irving, uh, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, so they're producing some great NBA players right now. Um, so tonight, tonight's going to be fun. And, and tonight we have the pleasure of it being at, at, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, uh, where I will be watching from New York on ESPN. Taylor will be watching from Nashville, Tennessee on ESPN. Taylor, I got to ask, I don't know if you did any research on the matchup and how Carolina is playing this year and how Duke is playing this year, but what's your key <laughs> to the game? <laughs> the key to the game? Um, to basically play the opposite of how we've been playing all year, um, it's been a it's been a rough year for uh, North Carolina fans. You know me; I'm kind of a political junkie, right? I read Nate Silver's blog, Five Thirty Eight. Last week, I went on there, and they don't do a whole lot of sports specific articles around this time of the year. Their headline was North Carolina basketball is off the rails. I was going on there to read about the Iowa caucus and I can't even escape our kind of troubles this year. You know, you know know what's funny? You know what's funny about that? What? I think it's funny because I saw a tweet on Twitter. I think this was like a month ago that said, calm down Carolina fans in the last 10 years. Your Carolina basketball team has been to five final fours, has been to three national, I think four final fours, three national title games, won two national titles. What are you, it's only human that we have one bad season where we might not make the NCAA tournament. If I'm, if I am correct, the last time UNC did not make the NCAA tournament is if I am correct, um, I I believe one second, I'm looking this up last time. Uh, I think it's 2011, right? Is it 2011? Let's see here. I, I thought it was longer than that, but you know, let's see here. Don't trust me. I have to, I have to look this up and there's going to be a pause here. Let's see here. The last time UNC did not make the NCAA tournament. Last time we went to the NIT. Now, that is a good question. You know, but while you're saying that though, I totally agree. I mean, it's kind of like the Golden State Warriors, right? They're having a bad season this year, but they've been utterly dominant, you know, the past five years. Exactly. And they're going to be dominant again once they get their boys back together or once they get Clay and Steph back out there. No, but, Everyone but the, has funny, a bad year. the funniest part to me is that we have arguably the best incoming class in 2020. In, oh, yeah. uh, after this season, we have a team that will, without a doubt, I will go on record and say right now, we'll get at least to the Elite Eight. That's how good they are. Knock on wood. Knock on real wood, if you know what yeah. I mean, Taylor Bates. <laughs> The I last like you, time Carol- you made that joke last time I was on Ball Talk. <laughs> the last time Carolina did not make the NCAA tournament was in 2010, and that was the year we that was the year after we won the we won the national championship in 2009, and that was also the year Duke won the national title in 2010. So, mm. um, I mean, come on, if you're a Carolina fan, relax. It's been 10 years since we haven't made the NCAA tournament, right? I mean, it'll all be fine at the end of the day. It's just, it's kind of hard in the short term, you know, because so many of us have our whole pride and reputation staked on this. That's okay. Because you know why? What? Cole Anthony is going to lead us and bring that reputation back tonight. 
Cole Anthony is great. I mean, I would rather lose with our guys any day than win with theirs. I don't care what the result is. I'm going to be a Tar Heel till the end. You know, I, I want to talk about somebody interesting, actually, to be honest. I find Coach K a very captivating person, but not okay. in a good way. Not in a okay. good way. You know, people say, okay, he's the greatest ever. Okay, first off, I'm going to argue that he is not the greatest ever. And I will argue that there are three coaches, four coaches, five basketball coaches all time that are better than him. Right, that is, Phil Jackson's better than him. Okay. Pat Riley is better than him. Okay. John Wooden is better than him. Okay. And Dean Smith is better than Coach K. Okay. 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 But, you know, when I think of Coach K, and, and I know I'm biased – but doesn't he kind of look like a devil? Uh, he does. Okay, I was watching that Tyler Hansborough game on ESPN, right? Coach K has not aged at all, at all, since that last game. Like, since that last Hansborough game. Yes, he has not aged at all. If I put that on and you did not know what game it was, if you just saw Coach K and I told you this game was being played right now, you would believe it. He looks exactly the same. There is, is something not natural going on here. I, you know, I, I try to sometimes figure out who would be, like, if, if I was thinking of an actor or a role in a movie, who would represent Coach K? Who would play Coach K? Just, Kevin, just like, who magnifies Coach Kevin K? Spacey. Kevin Spacey all the way. In what role, though? As Frank Underwood. Uh, I don't know if I like that one, Taylor. You don't like that one? No. Well, I was more so just going that I would cast Kevin Spacey to play Coach K because I was thinking of kind of a slimy actor. But <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a fan of Kevin Spacey, then? Well, I mean, I at one point in time. Well, that that is before that is that is before the allegations. Excuse me. Right, right. Like I mean, when I was a kid, I loved Little Bill and Bill Cosby, but I, I would not say love is the adjective anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> what about you? Look, what do you got? Look, I know we're both biased, but. It, I mean, you just watch it, and all you want to do is hug Roy Williams. Coach right. K, you just want to, like, throw him on the ground and beat him up. I know. I know. Coach uh, Roy Williams is our old-timey grandpa with his, who, his who, fun who would play? Cusses. Who would play Roy Williams? Tom Hanks, all the way. Tom Hanks. I yeah. like that choice. Yeah. That now, is... and you know who's nominated for an Oscar this year? Tom Hanks. Kevin And Spacey? you know who's going to win the Oscar? Nope. Tom Hanks. Oh, okay, Tom Hanks. <laughs> no, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> well, actually, you and I have done these Oscar picks. Uh, for Best Supporting Actor, you have Brad Pitt. For Best Supporting Actor, I have Brad Pitt. And for Best Actor, I chose Leonardo DiCaprio, didn't I? You did, you did. I put Joaquin Phoenix. So I know it's not related honest, to any of this. To be honest, I do think it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix. But uh, I'm going with Leonardo DiCaprio because I love him so much. And you and Usman chose Joaquin Phoenix. So I have to go against the thread, even though it might lead to me losing the Oscar bets. Mm, is it just me hearing or is it getting crazier out there? It is not getting crazier. Okay. I, I was making you know, a, a you know joke or joke. It, <laughs> you know why it's not getting crazier out there? Why? Because the heels are going to win tonight, baby. I like that confidence. I like that. You know what? Here, can I tell you my most embarrassing moment? I remember, you remember the first year we did that UNC Duke watch party? Yep. I was trying to settle down the crowd and get them all to like, you know, stop stealing each other's seats. And I made some sort of comment at the end of it. I was like, we are going to win tonight. And then we didn't. And people kept brazzing me after that, that I jinxed it and caused the but whole thing. But see, when I said it, I knocked on real wood, Taylor. Oh, you knocked on real wood? <laughs> real wood. Not fake wood. Real wood. See, I didn't want to do that in front of a crowd of 600 people back back in the day. I felt well, like you, I would... 
you you could have turned around. No one had to see that. Okay, so turn around, knock on real wood. Real wood, real wood. It's in the name of ball talk, you know. Knock on the. Which you side know, note? I give you. Wood. I give you a great name for your podcast with Heron's balls that you never took <laughs> back in the day. It's going to be Heron's balls featuring Heron and a pair of his good friends. You know, maybe maybe Heron's daily quotes on Facebook should change to Heron's balls. Yeah, you do a really good job with that page. I know. It's really. I, I have so many fans. So many know. fans. Let's do a quick All plug. Right, but- Go to Heron's daily inspirational quotes. But yeah, back on sports. Back back on track here. Yeah, I was watching College Game Day. Okay, and. Absolutely no one is giving us a shot. Oh yeah, no one. Not a oh, single yeah. person has us winning. And here, here's my here, here's here's kind of the the breakdown that I have it from a basketball standpoint. We have not been good all year for several reasons. Our recruiting class wasn't very great. Yes, we got Armando Baycott and we got Cole Anthony that came in, but otherwise we didn't bring much in. And we lost six or seven key players. We lost Nasir Little. We lost Kobe White. We right. lost Kenny Williams. We lost Cam Johnson. We lost Luke May. Um, so our whole squad was depleted. Right. Then you have a squad that you're bringing in two superstars, but they don't have much role players around them that can do much. And then we have a lot of injury issues. So to right. be completely honest with you, you know, from a basketball standpoint, I can sit here and tell you there is absolutely no way we make the NCAA tournament this year. Right. And the only way we make the NCAA tournament, if we do, is we have to beat Duke tonight. We have to beat Florida State because I think we play them again. We have to beat Louisville, who I believe we play again. And we have to beat Duke again. I mean, that would be the comeback story of the century if that happened. (laughs) And even then, I don't even know if we make the NCAA tournament. Right. In the meantime, you have a team like Duke who's rolling into town. They had a phenomenal recruiting class, right? Incoming freshmen. They had the class that we're going to have next year is what Duke had this year. Okay. So they're rolling into town number seven in the country. Uh, We're unranked and they're hot and we're not. We've lost three straight. I believe we lost two or two straight. We've lost. We lost to Florida State. Uh, We lost to Virginia. So we're rolling in two two games, having lost two straight oh, games yeah. since Cole Anthony has come back. And we lost to Boston College. Excuse me. We lost three straight games. Yeah. We got our so, tail between our legs. But this is exactly why. Although, you know, all the people are that are that are responding to my story on Instagram say, sucks that you're going to have a loss tonight. I genuinely believe that we are going to win tonight. I, I share your confidence just because I feel like y- you always got to go for the heels. Like, there's just something special about this rivalry. My brain is saying, yeah, no way in the world. But my heart is saying, F it. Bet on the heels. I think at the end of the day, because it's a rivalry game, they're going to show up. Right. right. And what better way for a player like Cole Anthony to, you know, he started off the season. He was hot. He was projected to be the number two pick in the draft, maybe number one. He gets injured. He's sidelined. He comes back. He has a few good games to announce himself on the national stage before he goes into the NBA draft by leading Carolina to an upset against number seven Duke when no one said they could do it. But also for this team, you got to believe that Roy Williams in that pregame locker room is, is, is just going to say, look, we've had a bad season. We haven't been good. You haven't had anything to cheer for. Let's make tonight that one memory for us as a team. Right, man. I 100% agree with you. And, you know, going back to what you said about feeling in your heart, it's going to win. It's like when you and I went to Montreal and we went to that casino. Should we have stopped, you know, after we made a little bit of money? Probably. Our brain was saying yes, but our heart said, 
bet it all on that game of dice. And so this then, time, I feel like our numbers are going to come up. We can't so possibly it, lose twice in a row. So does that mean you're going to bet on the game tonight, then? I, mm, I mean, I'd probably put a, a buck or two on it just for fun. But like <laughs> I said, I have, I have $300 to my name, and I need to, I need to eat <laughs> this week. So, <laughs> so sure, I'll, I wanna, put, I'll put $2 on it. I want to take this in a little sentimental route. You and I had the opportunity to spend four years at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And for a lot of people, they're like, okay, you know, I went to, you know, I went to Duke or I went to Louisville or I went to Harvard or Princeton. And they really don't understand what it's like to go to UNC. No, not at all. I got to ask, what was your greatest for you? As a student and over these years, what has been your greatest moment in the Carolina-Duke rivalry? What has been your most favorite moment? Oh, goodness, man. I would say the greatest moment of that Carolina-Duke rivalry for me was when I was a senior, we won that game at home that I got to be at. And that was such an amazing moment for me because not only did that happen, Michael Jordan came out, you know, We got to see him in person. We had this really great viewing party going on in the union that you were hosting. That was just phenomenal. And going and out on I might history, add, I might add that we won the national title that year. We did. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. We see, it was, such a big, it was such a big moment that, yeah, I mean, that was just an amazing year for basketball that I, I, I don't think I'll ever have another sports moment like that in my life. And, and for the listeners, you were in the Dean Smith Center that night when Michael Jordan appeared out of the when, locker room. When he told us that the ceiling is the roof, yes, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest quote ever, the ceiling is the roof. We were all losing our mind because they were setting up like, you know, they were about to bring out someone big. And we were like, okay, are they going to fake us out and bring out Larry Fedora? And sure enough, it was MJ. I'm going to be honest with you. I have probably watched the video of... Um, the UNC basically commentator before Rich Rich Engel, I believe his name, um, basically starting the announcement and starting to list off Jordan's accomplishments without naming Jordan, and then to say, you know, let's give a Carolina applause for Michael Jordan. And I have probably watched that about ten times since. Even I think I watched that like a month ago because it gives me shivers down my spine every single time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it's just, it's so amazing to have him, you know, be a part of our Carolina tradition. Like he's larger and than I'm life. And I'm kicking, I'm kicking myself because I had a ticket to that game. You did. You did. You gave it up to go do your civic duty and to <laughs> host a viewing party for all the younger kids who could not get a ticket to the game. But I'm sure you had to have had an amazing time there as well, right? I mean, that packed room of just Carolina fans going crazy. You know, I, I actually want to read something for the podcast listeners. Uh, Taylor, you don't have Instagram, so you did not see this recently. I um, but I, I, I posted something on my story a few days ago as I was thinking about my dreams and as I was thinking about uh, what I want to do with my life. Um, and, and, I, and I want to I want to read this out loud because I think it defines everything and every feeling that we have about Carolina Duke and Carolina in general. I said, my sports dream started on June 23rd, 2006. I was 10 years old. I stood on the streets of South Miami as a championship parade bus drove by, and I watched Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, and my Miami Heat basketball team celebrate our first NBA championship parade. Mm. My sports dreams were reinforced on April 3rd, 2017. 
I celebrated all night long in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, as my UNC basketball won the national NCAA national championship. I have a dream to cover the NBA, the English Premier League. I need a lucky break. Please give me my break. And I'm saying that to say, when we were in college, you and I wanted to be in the political world. Right. And I knew growing up that I loved sports, and it was my my only love in life, clearly, because I don't have a girlfriend, but it was my only (laughs) love in life. Soon, man, soon. (laughs) Soon, right? It, It was my only love in life. But I really do believe that it was not the fact that we won the national title. It was the witnessing the Carolina versus Duke games in person that reinforced my childhood desire to get into sports media, to cover the sports world, and to use my voice to inspire young athletes. I really do believe, and, and, and for me, my greatest memory is every single time that we beat Duke at home, you, myself, and all of our friends running a mile, two miles up to Franklin Street. Oh, my goodness. And burning everything. And Literally hopping over everything. flames. Hopping couches. over flames. <laughs> hopping over couches on flames. Uh, and just celebrating with thousands and thousands and thousands of fellow Tar Heels and just having the time of our life. Nothing will ever compare to that. And I'm so thankful that that got to be part of our college experience. So, like, that, I'm sure you feel the same way. When I watch the game tonight on ESPN, my heart, my mind, it's going to be in that union uh, auditorium where we held the viewing party. It's going to be in the Dean Dome, you know. It's going to be there on campus, and that's something that no one can ever take away from us. Let's make a deal. Okay. We're going to England 27 days from today. We are. We are. All right. We're going to see a soccer game, which I'm stoked about. I'm excited. We're going to Paris. We're going. We we just went to Montreal together. We've been to. Uh, we've been everywhere together. We've been to New York. We've been to D.C. We've been to a lot of different places. Burlington, Vermont, for five minutes. Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Bernie Sanders's campaign office from the outside. Right. <laughs> Next year, we are going to find a way to get a ticket as alumni. And we're going to be in the Dean Dome for Duke Carolina next year. Dude, I take this, I'll take this. i take this pledge with you right now. I'll take this pledge. Here, I'll drink some of my milk water. No, no, this. excuse you. Your, 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 your Hennessy that you're drinking right there. Oh, my, my Hennessy that I'm drinking on Ball Talk. I'm, I'm 100% down for that, man. Nothing would make me happier, happier than I to love do it. that. I Maybe love it. Maybe we can it. buy a ticket off of a student and sneak into the Exactly, because we are clearly not paying $5,000 to get in for a public nah, ticket. No, nah, but we, we, we know the lingo. We know we're on the buy trade group. We know when people are selling tickets. <laughs> what celebrity do you think is going to be in the crowd tonight? Whew, that's tough because I feel like, you know, a lot of the UNC fans probably aren't making as much of a trip to go out to see it. <laughs> So, uh, I don't think, uh, Barack Obama's going to be there like he was not uh, this year. Like he was last year, like he was last year. So, um, mm, celebrities, I'm going to go, I don't know here. who do you think? No, no, you, I, I you got to go first. I don't I think they're going to let first. Kevin Spacey in. Um, <laughs> who do you, th- you know what? Rick Fox. I think Rick Fox shows up. You think Rick Fox will be there? I think Rick Fox is going to be there to cheer on the guys. All right, I'm going to make a bold prediction. All right. So the Heels are honoring Joel Berry tonight. Okay. Okay. 
So clearly, I think Theo Pinson will be there. Okay. If, if the Brooklyn Nets, I don't know if the Brooklyn Nets are playing tonight, so that might be a, a false uh, prediction. Uh, I have this weird, 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 weird feeling that Michael Jordan is going to make an appearance tonight. You're, you're, you're predicting right now on Ball Talk as of 3.11 p.m. Eastern PM time. Eastern. Two, two hours and 49 minutes from game time. That you think Michael Jordan is going to be at the UNC Duke game tonight. And, okay. this is, this is, and this is a dumb prediction because if you've ever heard Michael Jordan, after UNC lost in 2016 at the buzzer, Jordan was at that game. Right. He said, I will not go to a UNC game ever again right. to be supportive or whatever because I feel like I'm the reason they lost. I jinxed it. Right, right. He's superstitious like that. I will also say this. Tyler Hansborough, I think, will be there. Of course, yeah. So, we'll, well see. maybe Jordan can jinx us in the other way, right? M- maybe J. Cole. Maybe J. Cole. How would you feel if J. Cole you turned on TV and was there in the Dean? Dome? Well, he's been there in the past. I thought he was um, – isn't – he was at a state game before, right? Yes, but a lot of people think he's a state fan. He's actually a Carolina fan. The only reason he was supporting State at the time is because Dennis Smith Jr. is close to him and he played for NC State. You know, as long as we're talking about celebrities, I would go crazy if we turned it on and we saw Chadwick Boseman because he is a UNC fan. He didn't go to he UNC. Is. He is but a Black UNC Panther, fan. Black Panther himself. I don't know what his movie schedule is looking like. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I, I would get <laughs> hyped if I turned it on and saw, you know, the Prince of All right, of I, got, I, have, I have two questions for you. What up, okay. boss? Okay. Let's see here. So, Carolina, mm-hmm. as you know, has had a rough season. Um, 100%. Well done. You know, I think, yeah, right. I mean, we don't need to, I don't need to tell you how bad of a season we've had, right? Right. Um, we've got, uh, I believe, a few games left, okay? In the next few games. So, um, tonight, we obviously play Duke. Um, I think, and I'm pulling up our schedule here. Um, our next game after Duke is, uh, sorry for the delay. Um, we play Duke. Then we've got Wake Forest. We've got Virginia, Notre Dame. Then on the road at number five, Louisville, Mm. we've got NC state Mm. at Syracuse here in New York versus Mm. Wake Forest. And then we end the season. The day we land in England on March 7th. Duke, my Carolina plays at Duke. Wow. Do you think the Heels are going to make the NCAA tournament? Will Cole Anthony put the team on his back over the next nine games? Because Uh. Carolina has to win out. And I also do believe Carolina has to get to at least the semifinals or the finals of the ACC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Will the Heels get it done? I don't want to sound like the bad Carolina fan, but I just think that that is too tall of an order, even for Cole Anthony. I just, I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to say probably, we're probably looking at the NIT this year. I, my friend, I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, I would, I love, to, I would love to say they are, but. I think it's too much of an order. Uh, we have to win out all nine games, of which we play no, uh, number five Louis, Louisville, number mm-hmm. seven Duke again. We have to play UVA. We have to play on the road at Syracuse, who has beaten a few good teams this year. Uh, I, I just don't think we'll be able to make it this year, but that's okay because next year we'll be back in the NCAA tournament. 
Right, right. Like you said, there's no reason to freak out. Let's just enjoy the ride. Maybe they can pull off, you know, one good win for us somewhere before it's all over with. Now, I have to ask you another question. Okay. And actually, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to, I actually have two more questions. Okay. Okay. Do you find it weird that Roy Williams has been a little off this year in terms of his comments? I'm very shocked. You know, when I saw the comments of, you know, Roy saying that it's the least gifted team, that didn't, that doesn't sound like Roy to really go out there and say that about his current team, you know? Because he's all about morale and not freaking out the players. That's why he doesn't call timeouts and stuff. And you know that the players have heard those comments. They've gotten back to them, so. Yeah. I've kind of been I, wondering. It, what, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's weird to me. It's really weird because I think I think – when I think of, you know, a coach like Coach K, and this is not me trying to be negative about him, it's just being, you know, the two different styles, I think I could hear that out of Coach K. I, I think Coach K would say something like that, and that's not to say that that's a bad right. thing. Right, I mean, Coach K's banned them from their own locker room before, I mean, yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's won five national titles for a reason. Right. right. Um, he's through. one of the greatest ever. Um, but it is weird for me, because Roy Williams, I feel like no matter how bad his teams have ever been, he's always, always, always put it back on himself. And he is doing that. He has said, it's my fault. It's my fault. Right. But I've never seen him throw a team under the bus like he has done this year. Did you ever read, um, when Justin Jackson was ACC Player of the Year, did you read that column that he wrote? I did not. I, I did not. I, you know, he talked about how, like, you know, he was so excited to play at Carolina. Roy's like everybody's grandpa. But, you know, when you actually play for Roy behind the scenes, he can be tough and give you a kick in the pants when he needs yeah. to. So I don't know if, you know, that was Roy airing his frustration or if he felt that the guys really needed a kick in the pants. I don't know. But definitely as a Carolina fan, it's it's hard kind of seeing that coming from Roy. Yeah. But I also think you're right. It's the mark of a great leader. Right. You can be supportive and you can be loving. But in times of difficulty, you have to call a spade what a spade is and not be afraid to do that. And so I'm hoping tonight he walks into that locker room and he says, fuck it. This is our only chance. Let's go out there. Let's get blood on our shirts. Let's get tears in our eyes. And let's upset this number seven team in the country because no one giving no one. Absolutely. No one is giving us a damn shot. I right, Aaron, What's your call? What's the score tonight? I knew this question was coming. I know Taylor. you hate being asked oh, this, man. but you know it's ball talk, and we always got to put you on the hot seat. I'm going to be real, Taylor. I'm going to do it. Do it. Our North Carolina Tar Heels have lost. I'm going to set the lay of the land. I'm excited. Our North Carolina Tar Heels are 10 and 13 for the first time. Excuse me, 10 and 12. For the first time in a very long time, we have lost more games than we have won on a season where we got arguably the best player in the country, and then he got injured, and then we lost a lot of other players, and then we see Roy Williams throw the team under the bus. We see all these kids talking about how this, this team is not good enough. They're not talented enough. And so the last two games, Cole Anthony came back, and we lost both of them. We lost one to Boston College by one point off a bad call from the refs. And we played Florida State, number eight Florida State, on their home floor and only lost by six points when we were in the game till the last three minutes. And it is that, that only is the reason why tonight, number seven Duke 
will roll into town, into Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And it's tough to say it. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Uh huh. But it's great to say. Duke will lose tonight to our North Carolina Tar Heels. It'll be our marquee win of the season. And my final score is 71-69. Cole Anthony with a game-winning shot. Put it in the books. I love it. I love it. I'm not even going to try to follow that. I'm not now, even going to try to follow that. Now, now, we got to turn the tables over to you, brother. I, I just tried to avoid that by saying I wasn't even going to follow it. Um, the viewers want to hear your prediction. I'll say it's going to go into overtime. And, uh, overtime. Wow. Overtime. overtime. Yeah, and we're going to win in overtime. Shock the world. I'm going to go uh, 76 to 72. And who is the leader? Who is the reason we win tonight? Um, Cole Anthony. Is that the only name of all the players you know? That's the only one. I mean, I was going to try to name <laughs> someone off the bench, but I'm like, well, I mean, I'm already, you know, predicting something very that a lot of people would say is not going to happen. So, hey. <laughs> All right, folks. That Shea was the Rush. Tapo. Is he still that, playing? <laughs> that is the Tobacco Road Rivalry episode. If you guys aren't doing anything tonight, even if you're not a big college basketball fan, do us a favor and tune in to ESPN at 6 p.m. Because we can tell you, having been in the Dean Dome before, having witnessed it multiple times in person, and being on campus, there is nothing like the Tobacco Road rivalry. And it doesn't matter what Carolina's record is. It doesn't matter what Duke's record is. What I can guarantee you is tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Roy Williams, Coach K, Cole Anthony, and whatever the Duke players' names are, (laughs) they will go to war, and it will be an epic battle. So do us a favor. Go follow us on Spotify. Go listen on iTunes. Give Taylor Bates a reason to get an Instagram because we're going to be doing more episodes (laughs) like this. Taylor, you got anything to leave them with? Just, hey, support Ball Talk. Support the Heels. Let's all have a great weekend, and uh, go Cole Anthony. And I think we have to end it on one note. Oh, and buy Shea Rush's hats if he's still selling those. Oh, that's true. He does sell the hats. We got to end it on one note. What do you got? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Go Hills. Go America. That's good. (laughs) Thanks for having me this week, boss. I always love stopping by. Pulling out the coupe at the lot. Tony for a 12 for a swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn field, I'ma get laid